Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Anknur Karabi, a researcher from the Institute of Smart Systems and Artificial Intelligence, and as a Nazar Baye University. How are you doing, Agner? Hi, thank you for inviting for this podcast. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I have I'm research assistant working at the Institute of Smart System and Artificial Intelligence uh, within the Nazarbayev University. Uh, this is a new institution that has been formed last year. So we are working on different projects, and one of our recent projects uh, was. Devoted on COVID nineteen simulators specifically uh, for Kazakhstan, but it can be adopted. Uh, it's fully customizable, and this is network based uh, stochastic simulator. Uh, to first of all, I would just want to mention a couple of words yeah. uh, to express our gratitude to Nazarbayev University, since it uh, provides us a platform and laboratories and a lot of equipment that we use to uh, realize our projects. That's great. I'll tell you a bit more about how the simulator was created. Uh, well, the simulator runs a compartmental susceptible exposed infectious recovered model. Uh, this is a, a cycle which has four stages and each person, individual, goes through each stage of this cycle. So the first one is susceptible. Uh, all of us are susceptible to this disease and then once a person is exposed, it goes to category quarantined. Yeah. You know, once it's a uh, person quarantined, it go the person goes uh, to isolated and infected stages. And what we have added to our simulator is a severe infected stage, where the person uh, goes uh, with high uh, acute symptoms to yeah. death transition. And we know that a lot of people. Uh, don't have acute symptoms for about five to seven days. Uh, and this increases uh, the level of disease spread uh, and makes it uh, highly contagious. Uh, and then we have the last stage where people from uh, mildly infected and severely infected go to create this uh, stage in the simulator, but it is ignored. It's uh, zeroed. Uh, by now. So later on, once the vaccine will be developed, the simulator can be uh, suitable and used for these cases as well. Yeah, can you tell me a bit more about the force as scenarios? One in uh, be, uh, good thing about the simulator is that it's an. Yeah, yeah uh, I do want to mention the network based uh, characteristics because it allows. Uh, the simulations to be uh, run more precise for each region. So uh, each region in a country uh, or administrative unit is can be modeled as a separate node. So yep. we have uh, each region as a separate node, and these regions are connected with, between each other with transition. Transition matrix shows uh, the number of population that moves from one region to another with different transportation ways such as airway, railway, and highway. And this allows us to simulate the disease spread in each region specifically and to see the whole picture uh, 
uh, of a country. So we see that mainly disease starts from hubs, capitals, for example, in our, uh, as for Kazakhstan, the besides two cities, Nur Sultan, our capital, and Almaty, uh, and the whole country. So uh, to, first of all, once we have developed this simulator, we the first thing is the validation to check whether the simulator works fine. Uh, we have took the validation scenario based on policies that have been implemented in Kazakhstan uh, from the beginning of the, of the March, uh, specifically from the 13th of the March when the first two cases have been uh, found in our two large hubs. Uh, and then as a disease started propagating and spreading for the country, specific policies, lockdowns of specific regions and quarantine policies have been uh, considered to uh, manipulate different parameters in the simulator, such as uh, susceptible to exposed rates, uh, exposed to quarantine, and then daily quarantine rates, mortality rates, that depends on hospital capacity as well, uh, population of each node. Uh, we have validated these scenarios with our simulations. So uh, just to mention the numbers, the validation scenario uh, that has been simulated from the beginning of March till end of April uh, gave us uh, 27 deaths according to simulator where in uh, real numbers were 25 uh, and from which 12 have been uh, officially registered as COVID-related deaths in Almaty city where in re reality there were only eight deaths. So the simulation is quite precise and accurate in predicting the numbers but one thing we need to mention is that uh, while validating and trying to fine-tune the parameters to uh, validate uh, the simulator based on the given statistical data, uh, we have been based on the numbers of deaths and in severe infected and infected. Uh, because there is a lack of testing uh, in many regions and the availability of this test, COVID-related rapid test, is different. Uh, the numbers, official numbers we have, that we have, uh, cannot be 100% true. And also considering a lot of asymptomatic cases, uh, the actual real number of infected might be much larger at a time than it has been registered. So uh, this uh, needs to be considered while using the simulators like this. So after we've done with the validation uh, and to prognose on effectiveness of non-pharmaceutical intervention strategies such as mitigation and suppression, we have run the four different simul uh, simulation scenarios. So the first one, uh, we have run what will happen or how long we need to stick to total lockdown and quarantine uh, with schools and universities locked and people working from home uh, until the uh, disease will completely uh, go to zero in Kazakhstan, uh, having all the borders, international borders are closed uh, and board, uh, transition between regions are closed as well. So we have uh, considered shutdown uh, from the 
mid of April. And it gives us that we need to uh, stick to this quarantine till end of December 2020. And in total, we have observed around 40 deaths for this case. But uh, this case is totally unsustainable, both for economic and social reasons, uh, because of a lot of family uh, uh, violations, uh, different uh, cases that, uh, and arguments, and different difficult psychological situations that happen when people uh, do stay a lot at home. And the second scenario we have simulated is what will happen if we go back to our normal life uh, as it was first planned uh, by the government. It was mid of April. Yeah. And when we simulate such a scenario, we have a rapid increase of the second wave uh, of infection spread. So we observe a lot of around 2 million uh infected cases by end of summer 2020. So this case uh, doesn't work either because already uh, government have, haven't have uh, lifted all of their quarantine rules and transition between uh, their regions is very uh, small. And the third scenario is new normal. But this is uh, by far the uh, closest to our current situation. So people wear masks, they use sanitizers a lot. A lot of mass gatherings are not allowed or limited. Uh, people still work from home, schools and universities are closed. So in this case, we observe around 13,000 infection in our in Kazakhstan by end of uh, summer and around 4,500 deaths by this time. But uh, because we uh, consider transition rate 100% between the regions, which is not true right now, uh, the numbers we observe are smaller. And the last one, the, the fourth scenario, is uh, the case where we have included people contact tracking. Uh, this uh, case assumes what uh, will happen if we have an app that controls uh, how uh, people um, how disease spread when people contact with each other. So this will allow track uh, infection spread in a particular cases. Uh, for example, consider if a cashier in a supermarket have uh, have been uh, registered as a with positive COVID, uh, yeah. and then. By contract tracing, we can uh, find out how many people have contacted with the cashier in super with this cashier in the supermarket and find out them and uh, back contact tracing to find and quarantine all these potentially infected people. And in this case, we are observing uh, much less numbers. Uh, but the problem is with implementation of this uh, contract tracing is a confidentiality because it needs to uh, have access to uh, the location of a person uh, which might be which is confidential and not uh, might not be one hundred percent ethical. Although it should be strictly used for. Uh, 
by national national healthcare system and specifically for this purpose only. So this is it so far. You've released the source code of the signature online. Why have you done this and where can it be found? Uh, why we have made it publicly available? Yeah. You mean? Um, yeah, and we can find uh, it. Yeah, we have, we have uploaded our uh, simulation uh, codes and all of the resources that can be used by anyone on a GitHub. This is an open source uh, repository hosting where uh, usually developers that write different codes and apps uh, upload to collaborate and share what they have developed with people. So, uh, as I mentioned, this is a fully customizable simulator and we have shared uh, it on open source online database so that anyone can use it uh, to simulate, to prognose different scenarios and to see. Uh, because our institution uh, does works on a lot of projects that are uh, for public usage. We have shared this project as well. Okay, and so usually a lot of other simulation simulators and uh, works are similar to this are available on this kind of uh, databases. So that's, that's basically it. And uh, where do where do you go to get in GitHub? What is it under? How how is it named? Or how do you find it? Uh, GitHub. Uh, if you go to the GitHub and then uh, find our institution uh, repositories, yeah. Institute of Smart Systems and Artificial Intelligence, there is a simulator uh, packages available there with different versions of it. As we uh, develop the simulator, new versions have been released and updated on these repositories. And, and also links can be found from our website, uh, isai.nu.edu.kz. Yeah, and is it easy to, to uh, if, if someone wants to go and use a simulator, is it easy to modify? Uh, yep. We have also uh, materials available on these post scenarios with uh, the results of simulator available on our YouTube channel and on our website as well, so anyone can follow. Uh, rerun the simulations to validate. Has it and has it been used much worldwide? Hello. Hello. Has it been used much worldwide? Hello. Hello. Sorry. Has it been used much worldwide? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but the simulator has been basically uh, aimed, developed for Kazakhstan. We yeah. have. Uh, developed uh, uh, potential scenarios and with the suggestions we have proposed to our uh, local national healthcare uh, department. So uh, this ministry will go uh, and use it as they wish for uh, effective policies to slow down the infection spread. Okay, thanks. And is there anything else you want to add to the podcast? Uh, uh, I think no. One thing is that although these kind of simulators have been uh, developed, it's important to know the significance of testing yeah. and inclusion of testing in this kind of uh, uh, how to say pro prognosis. Because uh, e even now, uh, when testings 
uh, are take place. Uh, a lot of people uh, are being identified as positive, although they have no symptoms. So they are highly, uh, how, how to say, they make it, uh, this, they, uh, this increases uh, the rates of infections. And I hope uh, by sharing this kind of works on a global level, we will uh, collaborate and find out the suitable solutions and effective mitigation and suppression strategies uh, to achieve herd immunity without uh, making pressure on our local healthcare systems. Okay, thanks so much for the anchor and good luck with the future and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, bye.